0: Hey friends, thanks for tuning in with us. You are listening to The Skinny with Jesus. Today is July 3rd, 2018. I am so glad you're here. My name is Bevan Caramello. I hope I am one of your favorite Jesus girls, and I am the founder of this podcast, I am just coming off of a really special weekend with some of my very favorite people in all the world, and they're also some of your fellow skinny peeps who listen with us each week. I want to give a quick shout out to my nephews, Mac and Connor, and my niece, Vivian. I had so much fun with you guys this weekend. I'm so glad you could come visit. All right. Love, guys. Okay, so we are in a series right now called Keep Choosing Him, where we are looking at different people in the Bible who did just that, people who chose Jesus, even when it was hard, even when uh, it seemed like everything was coming against them, even when it wasn't the popular choice. And we're also reading some of Jesus' own words, uh, what he said it meant to be his disciple and what it should look like in our lives if we claim to be a follower of his. So today, we are going to tackle some big scripture, okay? And for some of us, this may be hard truth, what we're talking about today, okay? Jesus' words weren't always comforting, right? Sometimes they were, but they weren't always comforting. A lot of times, his words were convicting. They, They convicted people toward change, and they still do today. Um, Sometimes the things he taught, they were unsettling. Change can be hard, right? But that doesn't mean that we're going to shy away from it. Okay, so here we go. If you have your Bible, turn me to the book of Luke. Okay, we're going to be starting out in Luke chapter 12. Luke is the third book of the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are the first four books of the New Testament. Those are the gospels where we learn about Jesus' time here on earth. Okay, so we're going to be in Luke chapter 12. I'm going to read for you verses 49 through 53. This is Jesus speaking here. Okay, and he says, I've come to bring fire on the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to undergo, and how distressed I am until it is completed. That baptism that he's talking about there is his work on the cross, okay? Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. From now on, there will be five in one family divided against each other, three against two, two against three. They will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Okay, let's pause there for a second. So these can be hard words for us to take in. I get it. Um, it hits home for me too. But let's, let's break these verses down, okay? So right there, verse 51, Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. Well, ultimately, we know that Jesus will, in fact, bring peace on earth, right? When he returns, okay, at the second coming, but that's not referring to here. Here, he's talking about right now, okay, Um, his life and the time following his life, the end days, which is what we're in right now. Um, When he walked the earth all the way up until he returns, his message and those who choose him, who choose to live for him, will at times We're going to be forced to choose to live for him over other relationships. We choose him sometimes at the expense of other people in our lives. That's what he's talking about here. Families and friendships will at times be torn apart because of his name, because some will claim him and some won't. Some will believe and some won't. He might be the dividing factor, right? Lines will be drawn and loyalties will be decided. And when it comes to Jesus, there's no middle ground. I want to read you guys a verse in Revelation, the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 16. This is Jesus speaking here too through the apostle John who wrote the book of Revelation. Okay, let me find it. Uh, Let's see, Revelation 3, verse 16. It says, So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. Jesus doesn't want us to be lukewarm. He says, you're not hot and you're not cold. He's talking about believers who just follow him part of the way or part of the time or pick and choose which parts of his teaching they agree with which parts of his life they're going to align themselves with. And Jesus says, I don't want you to be lukewarm here. I'm going I'm to spit that out of my mouth. Jesus wants to know, are, are we in or are we out? And for some of us, that's hard to hear. Many of us can't imagine losing family for anything. And just because... The people we care about may not agree with our beliefs, it doesn't necessarily mean that we'll lose them. That's not what he's saying here. He's not saying that everybody who disagrees with us is going to fall out of our lives. You guys, what he's after, what Jesus is after here is our undivided heart, our undivided commitment to him, a belief in him that's so strong that even When those we love might disagree with what we believe, we are still willing to stand for him, to claim him, to risk the rejection. Most of the time, we don't actually lose the people we care about. Remember a few weeks ago, we talked about being salt and light You guys, most of the time we simply face rejection and ridicule in those moments where we choose to stand for him when others don't or they believe differently than us. And this is when God begins to give us that opportunity to be salt and light with our loved ones to live in such a way that we shine for him that our lives point our loved ones to him let's look back at what jesus said right before where we started in luke 12:49 i want to read luke 12:48 for us it says but the one who does not know does things deserving punishment, will be beaten with few blows. Here's what I want you to pay attention to right here. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. We have been entrusted with much. Remember last week we talked about um those verses when, when at Jesus's birth when when he when the angel appeared to the shepherds out in the fields he said i bring you good news of great joy remember what we talked about that's what has been entrusted to us the good news of Jesus Christ are we willing to risk the approval of others, when we choose Jesus? That's our big question for today. As we're wrestling in this series, keep choosing him. That's our series. That's what we're wrestling with. Are we willing to risk the approval of others, sometimes those who we love the most, when we choose Jesus? And, you know, sometimes it can be hardest to be the one God has called us to be with those who maybe knew us when, right, who knew us when we were who we used to be before we were living for him, before we were living for Jesus. And I can tell you that from experience. You guys, this Jesus girl that you're listening to right now, it didn't always look And sound like this. I have years and years, decades even, of a party girl lifestyle in my past that looked nothing like Christ. And there are probably those who can't even imagine me as I am today. Because of the way I used to live back then. Those people who knew me when. But that's okay, because the one I answer to is the only approval I seek. You guys, even Jesus had trouble reaching those who he was closest to. His own brothers, James and Jude. You guys, those names sound familiar. Those, Those are the same James and Jude who wrote the New Testament books, James and Jude. Those were the brothers of Christ, half-brothers, right? Because we know they came from Mary, but their father was Joseph. and We know Jesus' father was God. But those, those men, James and Jude, were raised in the same house with Jesus, and they didn't even claim him as Lord and Messiah until after his resurrection, after he was already gone. after he had died and then rose from the dead, and they saw him again after they knew he had been buried. I can only imagine what the few encounters they may have had with him after his resurrection, what that must have looked like and felt like, the tears that must have been cried in that family, the apologies, the softened hearts as they finally recognized him for who he was. He had lived in their house. They had probably shared a bedroom together. And yet, for all those years, 30-something years, Jesus' life here on this earth, they didn't believe he was who he said he was. In the book of Matthew, we see um, in the town of Nazareth, where Jesus grew up, um, they just couldn't see him as anything other than the carpenter's son other than joseph and mary's son he was there during his ministry i want to read for you it's in matthew 13 verses 54 through 58 it says coming to his hometown he began teaching the people in their synagogue, and they were amazed Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers, they asked? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Aren't all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, Only in his hometown and in his home." And in his own house is a prophet without honor. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. You guys, so we're not alone in our rejection. Our Savior, our Jesus, he was rejected by his own family. He was rejected by the people who had known him the longest, the people he had grown up with, the people in his, in his hometown of Nazareth. He gets it. He knows what it feels like to be rejected because of who he is. So let's ask ourselves this week, am I willing to risk the approval of so-and-so? Whoever that is, you fill in the blank. Who's coming to mind right now? Am I willing to risk the approval of you insert the name right there to choose Jesus and then let's take it to the Lord okay that honest answer that name or those names that came to mind when when you ask yourself that question you guys take it to the Lord he already knows anyway and he's the only one who can actually help us work through it as we keep choosing him. Let's pray. Oh, Father God, Lord, this series is so convicting. I praise you for being the God who chooses us, Lord, even when we don't choose you. I praise you for being the God who continues to love us even when we fall short, Lord. We confess that so often we are seeking the approval of others over your approval, Lord. And it's hard to be salt and light. It's hard, Lord, to choose you every day in a world who rejects you and a world who rejects us because we've chosen to live for you. Lord, we confess it and we lay it at your feet and we thank you for sending your son to die for us anyway. Lord, we thank you that you are the God who chose us even when we were steeped in sin. Lord, you made a way where there was no way. Lord, would you give us the courage to choose you and to seek your approval over the approval of man. Lord, would you give us the courage to live boldly for you? Be salt and light, Lord, to know that there's no middle ground. Lord, would we have the courage to choose to be your disciples today and every day? We pray, Father, and we thank you for your great love for us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here with us. I hope you've been blessed by our time together. I know I have. I will be looking forward to the next one. In the meantime, you guys keep searching, keep studying, keep going deeper into the word. I am praying for you in your quest. Bye now.